Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life.
Let's give them another hand. Come on, let's give them the very best we can right now.
Have you ever tried to get the kids to sit down at your house to get Christmas presents? This is practice in case you want to have a bunch more kids. This is... Doesn't it look beautiful around here? These, these beautiful trees and all these decorations, it doesn't just happen. This is a lot of hard work, a lot of intentional work. We got kids in all kinds of beautiful clothes that I'm sure they will have lunch on. And uh, I got to tell you, you, you kids sounded amazing today. I mean, just amazing. It doesn't, it doesn't always happen like that. Okay, let me ask, let me ask one of our children, look at me, kind of turn and look towards Pastor and Sister Carson. Wherever you're sitting, you guys kind of look at us. Don't worry about looking at the audience. You guys turn and situate and face us. Because I'm just talking to you and all these old folks, they just got to listen today. How about that? Kind of go like this and say, you guys listen. Tell them. You guys say, okay. All right. This is just for, for, us, for us today, just a little bit. We're going to uh, talk. Now, I got to ask a question. Why do, we, why do we even celebrate Christmas? Does anyone know? Right here. Fantastic. She said, God was born. That's a really big thing. That's right. God manifests in the flesh. And, and I like that you said it's a really big thing, just like if you were born, right? Because we always celebrate birthdays, don't we? So is Christmas about us or is Christmas about him? Him. So how many think we should just do away with all presents too? Thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> How many want to get presents this year? Thumbs up. We're going to vote. He said thumbs down. So if parents can take note, we're going <laughs> to. In Luke, if you want to turn there, if you're out there in the main sanctuary, I'm going to turn. And then we're going to, we're going to read a little story here today. Luke chapter 2 is one of the great narrative accounts when it came to pass that there had went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world was going to be taxed. The Bible says in verse 7, knowing about Mary and Joseph having gone here to get into this custom themselves and to be a part of this process, she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and lied him in a, does anyone know? She laid him in a manger fantastic because there was no room for him in the inn verse 9 says lo the angel of the lord came upon them the glory of the lord shone around them talking about the shepherds and the angel said unto him fear not for behold i bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of david a savior which is christ the lord and that is exactly what that birthday is all about. It's not just that it was a, another birthday, but that God came and was manifest in the flesh and he was born that Savior 
All you kids, I want you to say a Savior. That's why we celebrate Christmas, because a Savior was born, and His name was Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you, you'll find the babe, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. They came and they go to Bethlehem. They came with haste, the Bible says, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad, saying the saying which was told them concerning the child. Now, were any of you born in a manger? <laughs> any of you born in a barn? Have your parents ever convinced or asked you if you were born in a barn because your room looked so messy? <laughs> I can remember being young and my, uh, my room was not exactly straightened. How many of you have ever left your clothes on the ground? Come on, you lie. Yeah, there it is, being honest. Yeah. How many of you have ever left food in your room after you were told not to take food to your room? <laughs> Anybody ever leave your dirty socks on the ground? And you, mm -hmm. I can remember being your age and doing that and every now and then my mom would come in and she would say, were you born in a barn? And I want to think, you remember better than me. <laughs> but she was trying to teach me in her not so subtle way there that I needed to take care of what I had. Well, we don't often talk much about the manger, but I'm going to read a little story today. A guy by the name of Max Lucado wrote a book some time ago named The Crippled Lamb. And it's a fictional story, okay? Everybody say fictional. Fictional. Okay? So I don't want anybody to be able to leave today and say, well, I think Pastor Carson has rewritten the Christmas story. No. We understand, though, that there are some things about Scripture and some things about the story that we might not know and and that we can think about and apply to our lives. So this is just kind of a fun little fictional story. It's make-believe, but it's to help us think about some things that happen. So it's called The Crippled Lamb. I want all of our girls to say The Crippled Lamb. The Crippled Lamb. Okay, now I want to hear all of our guys say The Crippled Lamb. The Crippled Lamb. Pretty fantastic. Good engagement. Once upon a time in a sunny valley, there lived a little lamb named... Joshua. What was his name? Joshua. He was white with black spots, black feet, and sad eyes. Everybody give me your best sad eyes. <laughs> A couple of you, those are your mean eyes. Let's give you your sad. Josh felt sad when he saw the other lambs with snow white wool and no spots. He felt sad when he saw the other sheep with their moms and their dads because he didn't have a mom or a dad. Hmm. But he felt the saddest when he saw the other lambs running and jumping because he couldn't. Josh had been born with one leg that didn't work right. He was crippled. Josh always limped when he walked. That's why he always watched while the other lambs ran and played. He felt sad and alone, except when Abigail was around. Abigail was Josh's best friend. 
She didn't look like a friend for a lamb. She was an old cow. <laughs> she was brown with white blotches that looked like rain puddles on a path. Her belly was as round as a barrel, and her voice was always kind and friendly. Some of Josh's favorite hours were spent with Abigail. How many know it's good to have a friend? Uh-huh. They loved to pretend that they were on adventures in distant lands. Josh liked to listen to Abigail tell stories about the stars. They would spend hours on the hill looking into the valley. They were good friends. But even with a friend like Abigail, what's her name? Very good. Josh still got sad. It made him sad to be the only lamb that could not run and jump and play in the grass. That's when Abigail would turn to him and say, Don't be sad, little Joshua. God has a special place for those who feel left out. I want to repeat that line. I want everybody to hear me because this is how Abigail encouraged him. God has a special place for those who feel left out. Now let me pause in the story and ask you, how many of you believe that God has a special place for every one of us? Raise your hand if you agree with that. Excellent. Josh wanted to believe her, but it was hard. Some days he just felt alone. He really felt alone the day that the shepherds decided to take the lambs to the next valley where there was more grass. The sheep had been in this valley so long that the ground was nearly bare. All the sheep were excited when the shepherd told them that they were going to a new meadow. As they prepared to leave, Josh hobbled over and he took his place at the edge of the group. But the other sheep, they started laughing at him. You're too slow to go to the next valley. Go back, slowpoke. We'll never get there if we have to wait on you. Go back, Joshua. That's when Josh looked up. He saw the shepherd standing in front of him. Oh, they're right, my little Joshua. You, you better go back. This trip is too long for you. Go and spend the night in the stable. Josh looked at the man for a long time. Then he turned slowly and he began limping away. How many thinks he probably felt pretty sad? I'm, I kind of feel sorry for him. When Josh got to the top of the hill, he looked down and he saw all the other sheep headed toward the green grass. He had never felt so left out. A big tear slipped out of his eye, rolled down his nose, and fell onto a rock. Just then he heard Abigail, his best friend behind him. And Abigail said what she always said to Josh when he felt sad. Don't be sad, little Joshua. God has a special place for those who feel left out. I want everybody to, I want everybody to say it with me. You repeat after me. God has a special place, has a special place. for those who feel left out. Slowly, the two friends turned and 
walked to the stable together. By the time they got to the little barn, the sun was setting like a big orange ball. Josh and Abigail went inside and they began to eat some of the hay out of the feed box. They were very hungry and the hay tasted very good. Do any of you eat hay? Yeah? We need to talk about this after service, okay? All right. I need to meet you and your parents right after service. (laughs) For a little while, he was distracted and Joshua forgot that he had been left behind. Go to sleep, little friend, Abigail said after they finished eating. You've had a long, hard day. Josh was tired, so he lay down in the corner on some straw, and he closed his eyes. He felt Abigail lie down beside him, and he was glad to have Abigail as a friend. Soon Josh was asleep. At first, he he slept soundly. He was curled up against Abigail's back. In his sleep, he dreamed. He dreamed of running jumping just like all the other sheep. He dreamed of long walks with Abigail through the valley. He dreamed of being in a place where he never felt left out. Suddenly, some strange noises woke him up. Abigail, Abigail, he whispered, wake wake up, I'm scared. Abigail lifted her big head and looked around. The stable was dark except for a a small lamp hanging on the wall. Somebody's in here, Josh whispered. Everybody, everybody say that. Somebody's in here. Oh, you guys are awesome. They looked across the, the dimly lit stable. There lying on some fresh hay in the feed box was a baby. A young woman was resting on a big pile of hay beside the feed box. Joshua, he looked at Abigail thinking his friend could tell him what was going on. But Abigail, she was just as surprised as Josh. He looked again at the woman and the child. Then he limped across the stable. He stopped next to the mother and he looked into the baby's face. Oh, the baby was crying and the baby was cold. The woman picked up the the baby and put him on the hay next to her. Josh looked around the stable for something to keep the baby warm. Usually there were blankets, but, but not tonight. The shepherds had taken them on their trip when they went across the valley. Then... Josh remembered his own soft, warm wool. Timidly, he he walked over and he curled up close to the baby. Oh, thank you, little lamb, the baby's mother said softly. Soon the little child stopped crying and went back to sleep. About that time, a man entered the stable carrying some rags. I'm... I'm sorry, Mary, he, he said, this is all the cover that I could find. It's okay, she said. This little lamb has kept the new king warm. <gasps> a, a king? A king? 
Joshua looked at the baby and wondered who he might be. His name is Jesus. That's right. His name is Jesus. Mary spoke as if she knew God's question or Josh's question. God's son come from heaven to teach us. Just then there, there was another noise at the door. It was shepherds. The ones who had left Joshua behind. Their eyes were big. They were excited. We, we, we saw that bright light. We heard angels. They began. Then they saw Joshua next to the baby. Joshua. Joshua. Do you know who this baby is? He does now. It was the young mother who was speaking. She looked at Joshua and she smiled. God has heard your prayers, little lamb. This little baby, this little baby is the answer. Joshua looked down at the baby. Somehow he knew, even as a lamb, this, oh, this was a special child. And this, this was a special moment. He also understood why he was born with a crippled leg. He, he recognized that had he been like the other sheep, he would have been in the valley. But since he was different, he was in the stable among the first to welcome Jesus into the world. He turned. He walked back to Abigail and took his place beside his friend. You were right, he told her. God does have a special place for me. <laughs> kind of like Josh and yeah, you like that? You can clap. That's all right. Yeah. I want all of you to listen real close to pastor, okay? You might have already or you might coming soon or somewhere along the way in life, you need to know we all have times where we feel like we don't belong. We have times where we feel left out. Your moms and dads could tell you, even though we would like to guard you from it, your grandparents could let you in on this secret, even though we want to shelter you from it, somewhere along the way, someone's going to hurt your feelings. Something's going to happen to you. But the true reason we celebrate Christmas is because there was a Savior who was going to be born for us. That was, in fact, God manifested in the flesh. And He came for one very specific reason. So that you never have to feel as though you don't belong. And you never have to feel like you are alone. I want everybody to repeat after me. I, I am not, not alone. alone. Woo. You need to know as a child and then as a preteen and then as a teenager, which some of us as parents don't want you to get there for a while. And then as you grow and become a young adult, when you go through the seasons of life, even into adulthood, your moms and dads can tell you there will be times you might feel alone.
But hear me, you're never alone. Just like Josh that had a little something different about him. We've all got some different things. Hey guys, some of us have to have glasses. Some of us don't. Some of us are taller. Some of us are shorter. Some of us are bigger. Some of us are smaller. That's not what makes us awesome. God is what makes us awesome. The fact that he loves us, that he cares for us, and because of him, we are not alone. So the greatest gift this Christmas season is to remember that we have Jesus Christ in our life. How many, how many want to have him in your life every single day? Okay. But how many think it's still cool if we get presents too? 